Pink Skies Ahead. Let's talk about Pink Skies Ahead. This is a new comedy, kind of a dramedy that yeah, was written dramedy. and directed by, say again? No, I would agree. I'd say dramedy. I wouldn't define it as a strict comedy. Yeah, yeah. Because it's it, it definitely has a lot of dark elements too. It's about mental health in a it lot gets, of ways. Yeah, it gets pretty serious at the end. Yeah. It was written and directed by Kelly Oxford. This is her first feature film. It stars Jessica Barden, Marsha Gay Harden, Michael McKean, Rosa Salazar, Louis Pullman, Odea Rush, Henry Winkler, Mary J. Blige, Evan Ross. Really good cast here. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, good cast. The movie had its world premiere at AFI Fest last October, and it just came out Saturday on MTV Films. It had like a TV premiere. I guess it's technically like a TV movie, I suppose. What have we become? <laughs> hey, nothing Reviewing wrong with TV, TV movies. movies. Usually we just watch TV movies on Netflix, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so this one, I, I was watching this, and I was sold because, okay, it's Jessica Barton. Yeah, I was going to say. We like Jessica, Jessica Barton on this podcast. Yeah. She, uh, she is a strong, strong actor. I was going to say, because I don't even think this movie was on your radar, but I was just like, hey, there's this new movie with Jessica Barton coming out, and like the Kool-Aid man, he just burst into MTV's office and is like, give me the screener. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hadn't heard of it. Uh, yeah. In terms of Jessica Barton, I mean, I've been a fan of her since... The first thing I saw from her was the end of the effing world, and... I also liked her in uh, The Lobster. I just didn't, like, I wasn't aware of her when I saw The Lobster, to be totally clear, right? That said, I'm watching this movie, and I'm like, I don't know. She has, like, an American accent. I don't know if I buy this. But then the movie does something that wins me over immediately, and I'm like, okay, here we go. This is the movie I want to watch right now. It says that it is set in 1998. And, Will, you know me. You know that... If a movie, that's all a movie has to do. It could have nothing to do with the 90s, and it doesn't. Yeah. But if it well, just I, says. I think if you, yeah. Like, like there's that, that Drake meme where it's, you know, like him like pushing away and then like being like, oh, yeah. And I think if you like 80s nostalgia, you're like, no, I don't want that. <laughs> 90s nostalgia? Give that to me. That's Bring it like on over. Right yeah. Give it. I And it's only because I'm starving for it. We don't get enough of it. I mean, come on. We're, 90s nostalgia, we maybe get like. What, like Captain Marvel? Like, how many times are we going to mention that movie in this show? Oh, one more doesn't hurt. Yeah, rule three. Uh, so this this movie, it's a pretty straightforward kind of coming-of-age film. Our main character is 20. Um, impressive for Jessica Barden just because, like, they shot this when she was, like, 27 or 26. And, yeah, she's, like, still playing younger, you know, almost high school characters. Um, but, that, yeah, it's credit to her yeah. range. It's weird for me because it's like, yeah, like she's about my age in this. And I just can't think of me like playing a high schooler. But, you know, I guess that's that's why I'm not an actor. Well, you may not want to see our bit that I had planned for next week. John Jeez, and Will have right. to pretend to be in high school again in order to oh, no. stop a criminal conspiracy. It's, it's a very original screenplay I'm working on. Sounds pretty problematic. But yeah, so, uh, yeah, this movie, it's kind of a, like I said, like a coming of age sort of thing. Uh, our main character is named Winona, played by Jessica Barden. She's kind of in a series of arrested development. She can't get her license. She has blue hair. Uh, she has kind of like part of your friends. The series of arrested development, she's not in that, but she is in a series of arrested development, yes. 
I was hoping. I, yeah, I mean, that was the joke. <laughs> <laughs> sure. She she just kind of finds herself at a bit of a crossroads. Uh, she works for her dad. She dropped out of school. And she just doesn't have like a clear idea of what she wants to do. And kind of moving from there, she's kind of like dating a guy who's going to be like a PhD you know, person and he's going to get his PhD. I don't know why I phrased it that way. And she's, she's trying to find a problem with her experience. She has like very, I need life experiences kind of personality, which is usually something that really irks me. It's like the people who like their personality is traveling because they can't just like sit still and enjoy a single moment. They, they're just obsessed with being a tourist in other places. Sure. Yeah, she just she just kind of finds herself like a little bit like I don't know what I want to do, but I know that I need to to go through something. She goes to her doctor played by Henry Winkler and is like diagnosed me with something. You know, he's like he's been her pediatrician for years and years. I was going to say I definitely preferred the pediatrician version of uh, Henry Winkler in this as opposed to on the count of 3. I was I was going to say but I was like ah, our listeners haven't seen that movie yet, so yeah, <laughs> they won't understand. It'll make sense to them when they see the movie. Yeah, sure. Anyway, sure. Keep going. Very good point. I did think about that during this. So very fair. She she's just like diagnose me or something. Give me a disease. She wants to be able because she's a writer. She mentions that throughout the movie. She's like she wants to, but she can't write unless she does something or goes through something. So he diagnoses her with anxiety disorder and is like, yeah, you have you have anxiety. And he tries to get her to go to like a, a group for like people who have panic attacks and she's like ah, i've never gone through this this is ridiculous but of course this this movie is kind of about how that sort of stuff builds and happens for the first time it's really really traumatic in that sense this movie is very confusing to me i, I mentioned that it was like a comedy but then it's like a dark comedy and the reason i struggle to like say it's one or the other is because it's like half and half and the two never really quite go together it's like really comedic and light and then it'll be extremely dark and really like triggering. So I, I uh, maybe maybe that was the point. I, maybe that's what Oxford was going for. What do you think? Um, I, I think it's a bit of that. And I think it's also that um, she's a first time filmmaker. I don't think she's done any short films or anything like that. I haven't checked, so I could be speaking out of turn. But I mean, she comes from a writing background. And I know generally speaking, when writers go to direct, they haven't had any directing experience. They they tend not to always nail those tone balances. So, I'll say um, Kelly Oxford. This is this is what I know about her. She's kind of like a blogger person. Um, she was in like the early two thousands. She was a stay at home mom, and she got into like writing online and script writing before it was like. Or like kind of at the height of it, I guess. Yeah. I was going to say before, but it really was like the height yeah. of like blogging. And yeah. she gained a huge following during that time. She was like one of the first like really big like Twitter influencers for like say, the yeah. writing community. In like 2009 when that was like kind yeah. of a, a new thing to do. She was in the first wave and she kind of, uh, you know, she she's connected to people like Diablo Cody, for example. She's written for oh, like TV shows. Yeah, she's worked with like Jessica Alba, and uh, one thing uh, she, she's she's written a few books too. Yeah, books of essays. Yeah, uh, she's one of her biggest like 
moments of notoriety on Twitter was uh, during the 2016 election. She was kind of at like the the height of like Me Too and stuff where okay. she like, yeah, she she was one of the ones who like used the hashtag. She wasn't the first, but she used the hashtag not okay and was like, tweet me your, your first assaults like in the aftermath oh. of the, uh, the uh, Donald Trump uh, tapes, right? Okay, yeah. So yeah, she's very, very like, hyper brand kind of person, very provocative, very like very outspoken about her beliefs and everything like Uh that. I don't think she has made any short films. I think she worked on like a, she's done something inside the nineties before that. It was like a show uh, she was working on for Hulu, but I don't know if it ever came out. I remember hearing about it and I think that was the last I heard of it. So now we have this. Yeah, I mean, I think she was involved as like a writer and an actress on that show, right? I don't know if she was directing it, but she could have been. I don't know. I th- I think yeah, she was. I know she was working on it. Yeah, I, th- I assume she was writing it, and maybe it was a showrunner. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, uh, new That's beyond the filmmaking scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Which I mean, you know, I I think she's she's pretty well known in the literary scene. Like both of her books, I believe, have been bestsellers. But um, you know, she's not really as well known outside of like the uh the blogging and twitter sphere for some folks so a little uh uh refresher yeah. isn't too bad yeah yeah well i imagine a lot of people like we we, we have younger listeners i i feel like she's not somebody like you know the teens and college aged sure cinemaholics have probably heard of too much because i i to be fair i haven't really heard from her <laughs> in like yeah. it feels like four or five years so it's kind of interesting to see her come back and, and with this, you know, something for MCV and I don't know, I, I struggled a bit with this movie. It has things I love in it. It has actors. I love, it has a story that is really personal to me. I, you know, I've had panic attacks. I've, you know, it's something that runs in my family. It's, it's something that I always appreciate a, a film having a deft hand in. And I think she did. She, she depicts this sort of situation and this sort of condition really accurately um almost to a fault (laughs) but i just i don't think i ever quite connected with this movie did you uh i'm actually gonna well i was hoping we would disagree secretly but i think we're actually pretty well in line in this um Uh. yeah i I was uh uh i was with you in the sense that like at the beginning of the movie i was kind of rolling my eyes and being like oh boy here's another one of these coming of age kind of movies mama mia here we go again Sure. You know, like kind of the liberated parents, the like uh, hyper relevant sense of time period, the outspoken young high school to college age uh, girl. You know, these, uh, you know, it, its influences seem pretty apparent here, like Lady Bird and like Ghost World and a few other films in this vein. Like it, it seems like this movie's kind of emulating them in some fashion or another. Uh, and I was like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just not really. I was a little disappointed at first. I'm like, I'm not really feeling this. It, it just kind of feels like other like a lesser version of other better films and i don't think that ever fully goes away but once the characters get a little settled in and we do spend more time with jessica barden's character i did find the film to be more endearing even if it didn't get like exceptionally better it does kind of calm down and does tend to be a little bit more like you said personal and character focused 
And I was like, okay, I'm kind of with this. I'm kind of with its vibe. Um, I can really relate to some scenes in this. There's definitely, like you said, because it's so personal, it does. Like I can, I can respect what's doing, and I can get into the character's headspace and understand her. And um, I really think Jessica Barton uh, does a nice job. I can, I can agree with you that the accent does. Uh, does get a little taking used to, but otherwise, I, I do think she does a nice job with this, and I think she's able to handle the stark tonal bal- or uh, shifts a little bit easier because, like, she is such a star presence in this. That's like okay, she can she can do both tones pretty well. It, it does make the the transition from the more lighthearted stuff into the more heady and serious stuff a little gradual or a little bit easier to process. But um, yeah, I mean, the movie itself, in terms of the narrative, it does kind of fall into a few expected beats. It does hit a lot of tropes and cliches that we've seen before, particularly one with uh, Michael McKean's father character, where uh, without giving anything away, Jessica Barton's character kind of assumes one thing is happening. And it's like, no, it's not this. It's this other relevant thing. And it's just like, that's been so played out at this point. It's just like, we've seen that in a million other movies. It's just like, there's other little things like that too. But um, I did end up reading the essay that this movie is based on, just kind of just to, to pierce together what stuff is from her real life and what stuff is kind of dramatized for this. And based on what I was reading for that article, the scenes that I found myself more endeared by or found myself more impressed with tend to be the stuff that was lifted from her real life. And the things that uh, I was kind of less okay with, I, I found were kind of the more like added things in here to kind of like fluff it out and kind of make it more of a like traditional Hollywoodized movie of this. And, um, you know, maybe just my way of saying that, I guess when the movie is kind of a little bit more, like we said, like from her own experience and, and does clearly relate to her own life. I found myself really admiring and appealing or finding myself appealed by the movie and appreciating what she's doing. But when it's trying to like kind of be like 15 other of these movies, it, it finds, I find myself constantly thinking of those movies and not thinking so much about what the movie is trying to do here. Yeah, that definitely rings true for me as well. Yeah, there were, there were parts here that resonated and just parts that didn't. I, I thought about Lady Bird a lot while watching this. I thought that Lady Bird just is supremely a better put together movie about some of the same things. And what I like about Lady Bird is how it adds so much other stuff to the teen experience to make the character feel more well-rounded, right? Yeah. So I, yeah, to me, this kind of just feels like a one note kind of experience of a film. And at the same time, there's really good dialogue in this, as you would expect from Kelly Oxford. I think that there's one piece of dialogue involving a fork that uh definitely gonna stick out in my mind for a while and uh <laughs> delightfully so yeah <laughs> yeah Forgot about that i do not have much to add i i think that i'm gonna end up going with an extremely low b minus that was a c plus but the reason i'm bump i'm bumping it up to b minus for two reasons one the soundtrack jessica owns. barton okay the soundtrack is fantastic <laughs> well jessica barton's a reason this isn't a c so it's that the soundtrack but then also just gonna say it i don't want to agree with you again i know you're gonna give this thing like uh, a c plus maybe a c so i'm gonna i'm just kidding that's not, <laughs> it's just the soundtrack um yeah um i would say for like an hour or so of this movie i was wavering between 
uh, well, throughout the whole thing, I was wavering between a B minus and a C plus. For like the first hour or so, I was, I was in the C plus territory. I'm just like, I admire what the movie's doing. I'm just not really connecting with it too much. I appreciate the performances. I really like the supporting cast in this a lot. I really did enjoy uh, Henry Winkler's performance. I thought that was going to be like kind of like too sitcom or weird, but like all of those scenes I thought really worked well. And I thought he had good chemistry Agreed. with Jessica Barton. And I was like, I actually kind of wish there was more stuff with the uh, with with the doctor. I, I found this kind of appealing and sweet. But um, uh, throughout the film, it's just kind of like, yeah, you know, appreciate what's doing, not really connecting with it. And then I want to say, like, in the last, like, 20 minutes, it kind of, once it did settle down, it it really hit home its points. It, it resonated with me in a way I wasn't really expecting. And I guess I found myself pretty unexpectedly endeared to what uh, Kelly Oxford was doing here as a director and filmmaker. And I was just like, oh, you know what? I don't think this is perfect by any stretch of imagination. I, I don't think she's really hitting all of her points as well as she should some of this is way too over satirized like some of this is uh too muted some of this is like kind of focusing on things i think i wish weren't focused on and some aspects i kind of wish they were heightened a bit but there is i think something here to be said about uh living with anxiety and like the idea of like kind of feeling stagnant in your life and like trying to find your like kind of core center that it's not new it's not fresh but for an MTV movie, I think it, it generally kind of works by the end. And uh, I don't know. I, I found it ultimately kind of sweet. And so I'm going to be same as you and give it a low B minus, like a, a very low B minus. Like I said, mm. I don't think it quite works, but there's enough here that by the end, I was just like, you know what? I appreciate it's spunk. I, I, I admire what it's doing. And uh, I didn't hate the time I had with it. Now I think you're just matching my grade on purpose. Although, OK, I do think it's funny. That you're like, as soon as this movie settles down, I thought you were going to be like, you know, like moves out of the house and it it gets a job and it just starts to get stuff together. <laughs> That's when it uh, starts to work for you. Um, sure. But, but yeah, no, mostly agree with your points there. And yeah, it's 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 not a bad little film. Definitely worth seeking out if you are a fan of anybody involved and are looking for kind of a breezy Sunday afternoon watch. I think it works. Yeah. I was kind of surprised this was that Sundance because this kind of feels like the type of movie... Oh yes, or like South a, by. A, Yeah, like you'd see at like two p.m. on like a Sundance Saturday or something, and be like, "Yeah, that was alright." Yeah, although I sh- should say it was actually supposed to premiere at South by last year, but this well, thing happened. You might have heard about it. Oh yeah, kind of. Yeah, it kind of made things a little trickier. If if they were scheduled to happen in March of 2020, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, I was wondering why these things that keep that were supposed to happen in March just stopped happening. You know, I was just like, <laughs> where's my invites, guys? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our show. Be sure to subscribe to Cinemaholics on your favorite podcast app of choice or find us on YouTube. See you all next time.